0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: Happy 4th of January. Our first chance here in the year 2021 to sit down and shoot the breeze for a few hours. Look forward to hanging out with you for the next little while. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode number and. 51. I thought that when we got into 2021 that everything was going to be cool and calm and easy and the dust would settle and you and I would embrace one another literally and figuratively. Well, not so. We're having trouble getting that vaccine distributed. We're also right now in the midst of a dust up, right? The dust isn't quite settling in terms of politics in Washington, D.C. In fact, the way I see it, Right now, there are two pictures of American politics being painted today. One of them is being painted right here in the Beehive State, Utah. This morning, it was Spencer J. Cox sworn in as the 18th governor here of the great state of Utah alongside Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson. The two of them addressing crowds in the media and you and I here on these airwaves from Tua Khan this morning. First time that that ceremony has taken place outside of the city of Salt Lake in, in 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 ever beautiful setting. Beautiful setting, and it is one of these two pictures that's being painted right now. In fact, we were we're going to have a conversation after the commercial break with Chris Peterson. Remember, Mister Peterson, he was the Democrat nominee running against Spencer Cox. We're going to have him on the air and ask him what advice he would give a runner-up at this stage of the game. What I'm talking about, and the other picture being painted in American politics right now, is the one uh, that came to a head during a one-hour phone call over the weekend between President Donald Trump and the Secretary of State of the state of Georgia. A Republican, Brad Raffensperger. The two gentlemen spoke for uh, over an hour. I listened to it in its entirety uh, almost uh, almost twice. I listened to it once while I was doing dishes, <laughs> had the headphones in. And if I'm honest, I had to stop a number of times and rewind it to see, did I hear that correctly? Is that is that what I heard? Is that what the president said? Is that what the president asked? Is that what the president alleged? Have you heard some of these clips? I know we've been discussing it here on these airwaves throughout the day. You heard uh, Dave and Debbie talk about the phone call at length during their program earlier this morning. Have you had a chance to listen through it in its entirety? I'd invite you to do so. I I don't have the time to share with you, you know, all 60 minutes of the back and forth. I can't read to you uh, all of the transcript, but I do want to share with you some of what stood out to me some of what was contained within that conversation that stood out as uh, kind of emblematic of the conversation. And conversation may not be the appropriate word. Anyway, uh, let's walk through some of what was said, and we'll discuss it from there. Uh, So again, on the second, day before last, President Trump on the line with Mark Meadows, chief of staff and uh, some attorneys, they're speaking with Brad Raffensperger, the Republican secretary of state of the state of Georgia. Uh, One quick little note, just definitionally, secretary of state, and you know this, of course, for the few of you who don't, though, I'll tell you. Secretary of state is a role similar to that of uh, what we in Utah refer to as lieutenant governor. So if we were in Georgia, Deidra Henderson would have just been sworn in as secretary of state. Anyway, during that conversation, uh, here is a portion of what President Trump had to say, asking if they could recalculate.
0: There's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong.
1: If you've listened to any of this phone call at, at any great length, imagine imagine what it uh, was like for Secretary of State Raffensberger. Am I pronouncing that right? Raffens or Raffens? Five seven five zero zero to the Utah Community Credit Union text line. If you want to correct me on that one, but the Secretary of State, nonetheless, of Georgia, he stood his ground. So too did his attorneys. Imagine how difficult that must be. But then at the same time, imagine how confident you must be in your state's own ability to tabulate results, election results, such that you would stand your ground when being pressured repeatedly by the president of the United States, a former member of Congress, the chief of staff, Mark Meadows, and the president's attorney. So... 11,780 votes. So tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways.
0: And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right.
1: Raffensperger continued. Uh, This following a line of reasoning presented by President Trump that talked about two things. It talked about uh, social media, there being a large number of support that the president has observed for him for overturning this election on social media. He also, interestingly enough, talked about the size of his rallies. You heard that number referred to a number of times during the phone conversation, again, between President Trump and the Secretary of State in the state of Georgia President Trump making reference to the 11,000, almost 12,000 votes, which he is shy, which he was shy, which led to the electors submitting their votes from the state of Georgia in favor of President-elect Joe Biden. President Trump talked about how his rallies draw numbers larger than the margin which he trails Joe Biden, or trailed, past tense, Joe Biden. Again, that all uh, leading up to the Electoral College vote. Here's Ray Finsberger, again, the Secretary of State of Georgia, responding to President Trump's logic as he uh, talked about social media.
0: Mr. President, the problem uh, you have with social media, they can people can say... No, no, this isn't social media. This is Trump media.
1: Remember that phrase, Trump media. I would not be surprised if... <laughs> in the next few months or so, there is an opportunity for you to buy into Trump media online in some sort of streaming service.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, that's just Lee Lonsberry speculating. Uh, the, the The conversation went on and on uh, again for just over an hour. And there were instances where the president uh, made made claims that the behavior on the part of the state of Georgia, specifically the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, and uh, his attorneys was uh, akin to illegality, claiming that, uh, you know, not, er, not overturning the results was uh, something that might lead to criminal action.
0: You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's thing, you know, that's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. And, and, you know, you can't let that happen. That's, that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyer. That's a big
1: risk. Ryan, the first name of the attorney uh, representing and working with the Secretary of State from Georgia, that, uh, that that was the first time I pushed pause and went back and listened again. It feels like threatening. Now, there have been legal experts around the country that since the release of this phone call have been asked, do you observe in this phone call any illegality? Is there any criminal action? Do you predict that any of the behavior on the part of the president during his phone call with the secretary of state from Georgia would equate to an illegal act? For the most part, the response, regardless of the politics of the respondents, is no. Is no. But in terms of ethics... And morals that we've blown past the line. What do you think? 57500. Five, zero, zero. To me, it's troubling for a few reasons the tone, the threats, and also the fact that, in terms of process and procedure, and you know, I am one who will uh, dr- drill down on process and procedure all day long. I'm not sure, I'm not sure. What remains in the power of the Secretary of State from Georgia? The electors have cast their votes. Those votes have been sent on to the next step in the process. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm no electoral college attorney or constitutional law specialist, but I do not believe that's a bell that can be unrung. Anyway, uh, that's what struck me over the weekend as I listened to that call. It didn't put me in a good mood, I can tell you that much. 57500 that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to take a break right now. When we return, I told you there were two pictures being painted in American politics today. One in Washington D.C., the other right here in the state of Utah. How ought a runner-up react? How ought a runner-up respond to the system that doesn't deliver them a victory? Chris Peterson, former candidate for governor of the great state of Utah will join us next on live mic. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately,